tonight's episode of Living Off the Land, we welcome on special guest Jordan Hoffman to the show. Jordan joins us from Columbus, Ohio, where we do a Columbus-themed episode. We uh, talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets, and Jordan previews their season uh, coming up. We also do a top five draft tonight, uh, focusing on sports celebrations. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Jordan hits us with the catch-up, and uh, we also uh, talk about the Columbus crew a little bit, as well as the final home game of the Cleveland Indians as the Indians at Progressive Field. But before all that, we get everything started with the Beer of the Week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. All right, here we go. Episode one. Uh, this is 180, isn't it? Yeah. Of Living <laughs> Off the Land. I am one of your hosts, Dan, here with Jordan and stepping up to the plate for Ryan or into the crease or the center circle or whatever you want to call it. Uh, at Jordan the Hoff on Twitter, uh, my high school buddy Jordan Hoffman is back on the show. Jordan, how we doing? Oh, doing well. I mean, happy to hit big number three on appearances so i'm i'm climbing my way up let's go yeah um appreciate it uh sorry it's been so long uh but i this is a uh a, a good week to do it uh we've got some you know hockey season incredibly hockey season and because they go on at the same time basketball season's right around the corner so mm-hmm. um we're gonna do a lot of columbus things tonight and uh we're gonna preview the blue jackets uh with uh jordan it's weird i'm talking to two jordans <laughs> um and uh, remember, just coffee. Oh, that's right. It used to be mullet, but I but it's not mullet anymore. More of a mohawk, almost. There you go. There you oh, go. there I we like go. It. Yeah. So uh, let's get right into it. We've got our beer of the week this week, and I said it was a Columbus flared episode. So we are going down to the state capitol for our beer this week. It's a brewery that we featured numerous times. I don't think we've done this beer, have we? Ooh, last year I went on a big Oktoberfest kick and a pumpkin kick, if you remember. So oh, maybe possibly, we did. Possibly, but I think it was more. No, I don't think it was Columbus. What's the other big um, North High? One of those. Seventh yeah, Sun. Seventh Sun or North High or or something else, but I don't think it was Columbus. Elevator. Mm, I need to no. do more elevator. I, I you know no, I you know what it was a Cincy beer. It was a well, Ryan oh, Geist. Uh, I did Ryan, Ryan Geist. Geist yeah, Mad no, Tree. We haven't done Columbus yet. No. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, elevator. Uh, by the way, uh, really cool. Oh yeah, I've been down there. I've been there. That's I've a really seen cool it, spot. But not, that's a place that's near the uh, market, right? Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we've got we've got the fest beer from Columbus Brewing Company. It's an Oktoberfest style lager. I don't know. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so apparently, I, I I heard this earlier today on a TikTok that fest beer is a fairly modern style. I guess in the 80s or 90s, people were kind of tired of the Marsen style, the darker beers. So yeah. Pollen or Pollen, whatever they're called. 
Polliner. Yeah. Polliner. They did, they came up with a a, a, a new lager that, that's a fest beer yeah, lager. Yeah, this is very uh, mild. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, I think it's only about, what, 5.3%. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't hit you very hard, but, yeah, it's it's one you can definitely enjoy in front of a fire or, you know, yeah, incorporate a, this into uh, tailgating or hockey season, whatever you want to do with it. It's a 5.3% <laughs> alcohol by volume. I um I always like fest beers. I always think that they're like kind of spicy lagers, almost like just a oh, little, yeah, yeah. little yeah. bit of a nip, you know. Yeah. But uh, what? <laughs> a little bit of a what? A nip? I don't know. So this one doesn't have a descriptive paragraph like most, like most of our breweries that we do have. You know, like Fatheads and stuff, like trying to get cute with uh, the way the beers. This is just, uh, this is just you know, get right at it. So. There's a little, uh, I don't know what that is. Is that a lion on there, on the can, with a crown? Looks like it. Kind of looks like Ganondorf from Legend of Zelda. I don't know. I assume it's like uh, like an, a German thing. I don't know. Lions, Probably. I would know. assume so. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's very mild. Uh, it's very tasty. Uh, like Jordan uh, said, a uh, little bit of a nip to it. I'm mm-hmm, still not mm-hmm. quite sure what that means, but <laughs> we'll just let that lie. I don't even um, know. Honestly. It's a, very, a very mild bite. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a nip. Yeah, okay, nippy. It's nip. <laughs> I did find a, a short little paragraph. Ooh, uh, read it to us. Fest beer is inspired by the Oktoberfest beers of Germany. That's a German. and imported specialty malts to create a medium-bodied mm. malty amber lager with a smooth finish. And yep. I will say, it does finish smooth. Yeah, that's very accurate. Yeah, it's not bitter like some of the no. Oktoberfests are. It's no, this is... 22 IBU, so... Yeah, no, this is so drinkable. Very drinkable. Like it's, it's like like you said. It's well. I mean, it is a lager. It says that right on the can. But it's like it's like a like a full flavored lager. You know, it's not like a yeah. it's not like a, a you know Bud Light or Miller Light or something like that. Um, and obviously it's, it's craft, but uh, it's definitely a full flavored uh, lager. Uh, very good. I like it a lot actually. Um, not a ton of bite on it. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just yeah. going to jump in and agree that I think it's very good. I like it a lot. So, Hoff, what are your thoughts? Oh, I, I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, I kind of going with what you guys have said. I guess that's the only thing that might be mildly disappointing for me is I, I don't feel like you get a ton out of it. It's, um, yeah. it's good. It's drinkable. Nice finish. Um, I guess it just doesn't hit me as much as other Oktoberfests or you yeah. know, certainly a pumpkin beer, obviously, but that's not what it's trying to be. Um, right. So it's, it's just kind of one of those, it's, it's good, but yeah, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't leave you amazed. What was the one we had two weeks ago? I think I brought it. Um, was it a, was it an Oktoberfest? It wasn't saucy. It was, it was a local Oktoberfest. Oh, Fatheads, right? Or no, no, no. Not Fatheads. No, because Fatheads is Zufo. We haven't had that yet this year. What was the Oktoberfest I got? We did Spooky Tooth from Fatheads. Yes, that, that was last week. Right. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is whatever that other Oktoberfest. While I'm while I'm talking, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, uh, I, that I don't, one. Really, I don't have access. That to my one. Phone I re- right now, that so. one I really like. Just a check lot. our Instagram because I yeah, post a picture of it. That's what I'm doing right now. So. Um. So anyway, let's go around the room. Uh, Hoff, if you want to uh, rate it, and. Uh, you know, say if you would get it again and all that sort of stuff, uh, you know, you, right. you kind of know the drill, so. 
Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, my, my instincts would be, uh, I'd probably put it about a six, eight. Okay. Um, I like it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be my only criticism that would keep it from going higher is just what I said before, where it's, you know, you, it's a lager and you get a little bit of that bite, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of separates it from a regular lager, but it's still, it kind of leaves you wanting a little more, but that okay. said, I mean, I'd get it again. It's, uh, like I said, a nice, you know, fire, um, or even if you yeah. want to dare to do tailgating and be a little crafty uh, during a tailgate, I could see that working out well for you. Yeah, boy. Might start fighting people. <laughs> like our like our stupid try, like our stupid yeah, fans try, in the Muni. Trying to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, six point eight. I like where your head's at there. Uh, I'm gonna go. I, I actually like a little bit more. Uh, it's gonna get in the sevens for me. I'm gonna go seven point two. Um, I really like it. Um, like you said, your your description of this being a good beer to drink around a fire, especially on a cool fall night, is perfect. Um, that's as soon as you thought, as soon as you said that, that's what I thought of. I'm like, man, this would be nice around a fire. Um, it's a really good light fall beer. Um, for me, you know, like not every craft or fall beer has to like knock my socks off with like flavor and stuff. Sometimes, sometimes you like a, a lighter. Uh, style craft and and I think this hits the spot really well. Um, I certainly would buy it again. Um, I'm interested to see what it would taste like on draft. Ooh, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I like this a lot. Uh, Fest beer from Columbus Brewing Company. Seven point two for me. Um, I like this a lot. I'll give it a solid seven point zero. Ooh, um, rookie score. I Round numbers. Yeah, I. I don't like it quite as much as I did. It was Old Zom from Mark. Old Zom, yes. Yeah. That one really blew me away. Yeah, Old Zom's um, very good. This is good. I just, there's something missing. I can't quite place it, but it's good. I, w- I would buy this for Not sure. A- like, if, if I saw this and it caught my eye first, I'd be like, oh, I remember that. That was very good. I would buy this again. Yeah. Not enough nip on it. I guess. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> needs, needs a little more nip. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jordan needs a little I more feel nip. Like slip. I might be. Mixing up a, another, probably, phrase. but we're yeah. gonna roll with it. Yeah, so. let's just go. Right. Right. Yeah, nip. Yeah. Okay. He's just trying to flip it in. There. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Steal one from <laughs> Ryan there with the yeah, boy. Uh, Shout out if you're listening, Ryan, and probably grading papers right now, so uh, or watching film. But anyway, that is the beer of the week. Appreciate the idea from uh, Hoff down there in Columbus. Uh, we kind of worked together on this, and then I was dragging my feet, so he was just kind of like, ah, oh, I got this, and then I had to go find it. So <laughs> I was able to find it, so um, that is our beer of yeah. the week. So. I'm glad. I, I feel like I feel like this is one of, one of the first times we've had a guest who was virtual who had the same beer that we had. Yeah, usually we don't. We do a bad job of coordinating. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure we did this yeah, this week, especially especially because we're in the we're fully <clears throat> engulfed in fall beer season. So um, I definitely wanted to make sure that we uh, we took advantage of that. So yeah. and us talking us you know talking a lot of Columbus today. I, I thought it'd be cool for us to to have a Columbus beer. Hoffs in Columbus, so yeah, it worked out. So cool. All right, that's beer of the week. So let's get ourselves caught up. The catch up, catch up. A couple, uh, one local story, one national story, or international, I guess at this point. Uh, the first one, first pour at Great Lakes. Oh yeah, is October twenty first. Uh, the iconic local event is set to be back to normal 
after COVID after the after the pandemic uh, restrictions in 2020. Um, however, it does look like they're going to be requiring proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. So if you want to go, so there are restrictions. Well, but no, no number, no, uh, yeah, yeah. no number restrictions, yeah. I guess. Because last right. year you had to reserve and literally you had yeah. to stay sitting the whole time. Yeah. So it looks like the numbers are going to be normal. But Dan's right there. Actually, is, <laughs> there is restrictions. But you, you, so if you want to go, go get yourself tested or get your vaccination. Or go get pricked. Yeah. One Just a two, little prick. One of the two. And then you can go. Uh, other than that, it's pretty much back to normal. Brew nuts will be there again. Several other local foods will hey be now. pairing up with the beers. Uh, the Chris, Santa DJ? Uh, yeah, some sort of Santa situation yeah. is going down. Is October 21st, is that normal? Is that That's around the same time it usually is, right? Yeah, it's usually late. late Oct- I think last year it might have been like the 24th, so maybe it's a couple days earlier than it usually is. But it's nothing too crazy because no. at first I was like, whoa, that's early. And then I was like, no, it's, it's, it's not. Al- yeah, it's always before Halloween. I can't think of one time where it was like in November. No, so, yeah, it's, al- yeah. it's always before Halloween. Yeah. And that's generally when a lot of the Christmas uh, beers start coming mm-hmm. out. Um, it's just not ev- not everybody has an actual event for it. But uh, <clears throat> Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, no, I'm um, for that. That's always an awesome event. Jordan, are have you uh, gone to the first pour event before? I have not. Uh, I have not been fortunate enough to be up in the area uh, around that time. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Been a while. Do, do any of the? Well, you should make a trip up. Yeah, you should. Do any of the? I've been, oh, go I've on. I've been wanting to. <laughs> do do hey, any man, of the Columbus got... breweries do a similar event? Um, you got a you got a place to stay if you want to come up, man good news for that because right your your family doesn't your your family all moved out of cleveland didn't they uh my parents are actually back uh in brunstucky oh okay nice border ah across the mason dixon line yes Ah. much closer though than uh a city that i won't name right now (laughs) i don't know what that means I, I think I do. Is that an inside? I, what? It'll get brought up later with my top five. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Any, oh. I guess think, what? I think, oh. I think that's what I'm not going to let you burn it yet. Oh, I, I have an unlimited supply. <laughs> if I were you, I would wait. But. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh. So, anyhow, what I was trying to say is. Uh, if any of the local Columbus ones do that, I'm curious if they do because like Market Garden, uh, Saucy, and I think Fatheads are now kind of trying to imitate yeah. the whole idea of the first pour. Often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah, not, not the same success. Although Market Garden usually gets the overflow, I've noticed. Uh, oh, yeah. Because there's so many people, and I've always noticed disgruntled people. Yeah, what's right across the street? Market Garden. And they're, they're, what's their, uh, what is their Christmas beer? Uh, Festivus. Festivus, which is a good beer as well. Yeah. But. Um, the Festivus yeah. for the rest of us. That's what their event should be called because it's like the should rest be. of us go yeah. over there <laughs> when we can't get into that's Great Lakes. Like, that's so true. Uh, anyhow, so uh, also, Jordan, are you a Christmas beer guy, Christmas ale guy? Oh, absolutely. I okay. think uh, nice. Nice. way back when on my first stint, uh, uh, I mentioned that I was I was more of a dark beer guy. So, yeah, mm, Christmas sure. and certainly Oktoberfest is definitely yeah. my time of year. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah, I like it too. Very nice. Although I drink a lot less now. They just are so <laughs> so over the top <laughs> as I get older. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. We in an increasingly weird and bizarre <laughs> saga, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter from the reality show is now searching for Brian Laundry. 
who is wanted for the well wanted for potentially the murder of his fiance Gabby Petito uh, who went missing earlier this month and was unfortunately found dead in I think one of the national parks in Wyoming mm-hmm. um, unfortunately it, it's just a bad situation all around um, he is Brian has been on the run the FBI is looking for him. All law enforcement is looking for him. He's supposedly somewhere in, I think, the Florida Everglades, if I understood. Or I don't know. People, somewhere in Florida. People have been saying that he's in Mexico. People have been saying he's in Boone, North Carolina. People have been saying yeah. he's in, like, Tampa, uh, like, in Alabama. Like, yeah. I, well, it, like Dan, this like, is so crazy. Like Dan said earlier, allegedly, but, oh, my goodness, I can't remember the last time I've there's been a more guilty-looking guy. But, um, anyways... How bizarre is this? I've never really watched the show. I know who he is because you can't you can't mistake him. Dog the bounty hunter. But has anyone seen the show? Uh, that uh, he did. No, I just know yeah. who he looks like. I've never actually yeah. watched this show. Apparently, he's kind of a scumbag. But yeah. hey, <laughs> if he if he can catch Brian Shocking. Laundry before the FBI does, good for him. <laughs> good for him, and sad for our uh, uh, federal government because wow. Um, I don't know how like this i how, how unless unless he went into like he went on the run went in and like shot himself and he's just dead laying somewhere yeah, how the hell have they not him. found him well you know what's even weirder too is he the cops initially definitely interrogated him and his family many times after he came back well, no, they never he talked to him. We, well, he, he wasn't cooperating because he has the right not right. to. Right. He lawyered up. He never spoke to cops. But, like, they went to the premise and they yeah. saw him and yeah. they spoke to him. He just didn't respond back. Like, yeah. it's so bizarre. Like, there, I don't know. Obviously, you have the right to remain silent, which is a good thing. But, like, it's just weird that there wasn't any way they could have got this sorted out before he yeah. ran I away. I mean, this is, all, this is all, like, allegedly in speculation, True. obviously, because we don't know. But, like, the whole... Uh, they he went to some like alligator infested park to go on a hike and left yeah. his car there and then like two days later his parents went and picked up the car like well they got i don't know if they got arrested but they got no they got questioned yeah they got sure. questioned yeah. um but they're also they i mean oh, as soon in, as he came home in, they all yeah. lawyered up and like they're, it's they're just it's just cra- and now apparently he's just gone like just gone and it's crazy yeah. because like people have been posting all these pictures of like possible sightings and stuff, and they all look like exactly like him. But it's like every day, it's like somebody's somebody's posting pictures of him in like four different places. Yeah. Like there's a picture of some guy that looks exactly like him just eating in a restaurant in Mexico. Um, there's a picture of somebody that looks exactly like him just walking on the side of a highway in Florida and saying like, "Oh, there's eyewitness accounts that he like ducked into the woods when a cop drove by." Like it's just so crazy. I just I, to me it it screams that he went into oh, he went into uh some some wooded area and killed himself and they just haven't found the body yet. It's really weird and I agree I do, it does seem to be that. That does seem to be the case. How have they not found him? I don't understand. Usually modern times they'll find people real fast. Right. It's almost impossible to hide nowadays. I just and like he's unless been, he, he's and just if he, and if he's just, phone, unless he threw his phone away, has been just surviving off cash or something. I don't know. I, who knows? But like, let's just assume that he. So he's he's like you know him and him and Gabby were like on a cross country like camping trip or whatever that they mm-hmm. were doing, and she had like a like a vlog and something like 
something that's that's becoming very popular now is people traveling and being nomads and just like vlogging and putting on YouTube and stuff. Um, so maybe even if he's very adept at like the wilderness and just like being out in the wild, like I, how how has he survived this long? Because he's been right. gone for how long? Like this is right. like three weeks now, right? Like, I, how is he still, un, unless, unless, like you said, he's just, he's got a, because obviously, his parents obviously uh, helped him in some way. Oh, of course. They definitely, that's so, why I think maybe he Maybe has, they just gave, just, maybe. I think he might be surviving off of a wad of cash or something. Something like right? that. Maybe he is in Mexico. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and obviously, like, you can be brought back from Mexico. It's oh, not like right, it's, right. it's not like, you know. <laughs> I'm but sure also, not. there's a list of countries that you could potentially get to that you and, can't be brought back. Right, because you know, they don't have the There's no extradition. Yeah, they don't have the yeah, um, exactly. So who knows where the hell he is, But it, it, or if he's still alive. But, yeah, it's good that the Dr. Pound. I saw him do an interview uh, this morning. It was posted on, like, Fox News or whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, uh, the family, it's like, <laughs> Him and the parents went into this campground on September 6th. And then on September 8th, we know that the parents left and there was only two people. There wasn't the third. <laughs> so we know he's been oh here. Oh, my goodness. Like, if, he, if he finds him, he's watched. They're going to do, do his show again or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's this this yeah. story is so wild. And, and I don't mean to make light of it because obviously, no, 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 obviously no, Gabby died and you know, thoughts and prayers for, for her family. But, um, yeah, I just, it's almost like the weirdness of it is taking away or making us forget how sad. The Hopefully story they find this out. scumbag alive. Yeah. And that he, he didn't face trial. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. Dog, the bounty hunter, you big dog, uh, big dog, the bounty hunter fan, Jordan Hoff. I uh, cannot say that I am. now. <laughs> 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 I would love to meet, like super fans of Dog the Bounty Hunter. They have to be an interesting... You know, Dog the Bounty Hunter kind of reminds me of Dale from Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. If, if, Dale, if Dale could pull off that long hair, perhaps. Yeah, Dale was uh, Dale was our head cook at uh, oh, okay. at the uh, at the Iceland ice rink that Jordan and I worked at in high school. There you go. Um, yeah, so that I, I had to get one of those in while you oh, were I'm on the sure show. Oh, I'm sure there will be more. Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Is there uh, anything else on this story? No, no, that's about it. That's about it. Um, I just every day something else happens. So <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. Yep. And every 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 day longer that this goes on, it's just going to get weirder and weirder and weirder. People posting like people start posting like conspiracy theories, like oh the FBI right. is helping them get right. away and stuff like that. Like weird people stuff. Have too much access to get their opinions out. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. All righty. All right. Cool. Well, we have a fun um, top oh, five yeah. to do next. Yep. I'm very actually, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, this is a uh, shout out, uh, Hoff. Uh, he yeah. he totally came up with this topic. Good idea. Good idea. So we're gonna do our top five draft, and as uh, per usual, we are going to give our esteemed guest the choice of where he wants to draft. Again, um, this is a fantasy football style snake draft. So we'll go one, two, three, three, two, one. And then until our all of our picks are exhausted, we'll we'll keep alternating. But Hoff, where do you want to go? I think I am going to take the uh, third spot for the double up three one. All right, the third and fourth pick. All right, <laughs> sounds good. Now Jordan will call the co- the quarter in the air, and we'll see where we pick. 
Heads. It is tails. Oh, all right, Dan. Give me the number one pick. Oh, okay, all right. And he's let me, got something good, apparently. Let me uh, uh, let me pull my list up. I have the same issue right now with you with the phone. I gotta. They're all on my phone, and I gotta pull up uh, iMessage on my laptop. There <laughs> we go. Okay. With the number one pick, I'm actually going to pull this up because I want to play it because saying it, I don't know if Hoff might get it. I don't know if Jordan's going to get it. Okay. So let me do, 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 do. All right, so. Do you guys like the sport of bowling? Oh, I think I know what you're going to do. <laughs> yes, I know it. I know it. The all-time it. greatest celebration. And this is, we're doing scoring, touchdown. Yeah. So it could be any sport, just reaction, celebrations after scoring uh, in sports. Not in other things, but, you know. Uh, Giggity. Pause. <laughs> All right, so. <coughs> uh, why is that doing that? Here we go. (laughs) I don't know how good the audio was on that because for whatever reason it played. I don't know what is going on right now. Okay, there we go. So mine was the infamous Pete Weber uh, bowling uh, where <laughs> he ju- he strikes on the final frame to win whatever championship he's he's winning, and he has the infamous line of "Who do you think you are? I am," which is just like, <laughs> what wonderful. does that even mean? He was like talking to himself too yeah, right before was. it. <laughs> he was like he was like saying, I-, "I watched like funny enough, I watched like a-, a short documentary on this whole thing like a while ago, and supposedly he was just like." In his mind, he was talking to himself, and then once he got the strike, everything just came out. So, like, as he's getting ready for that last uh, throw, he's talking to himself. He's talking, like, 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 you're the guy. You're the guy. Like, you're going to do it, whatever. And then he's just like, that is why I did it. Who do you think you are? I am. Like, he's yelling at himself. It's by far my favorite of so all time. Good. So good. So that's my number one. So, Jordan, you are number two. All right, number two. All right. Um, number one for me is Messi holds up his own jersey and holds turns it turns the his name where the name is and faces the Real Madrid fans after scoring the stoppage time winner in 2017. I believe it was in La Liga. I don't remember this. So it was the El Clasico in 2017. It was two two in like the 92nd minute. Barcelona mm-hmm. got a breakaway, yeah. and Messi. Uh, just put away a re- an incredible curler, like he does a ripper. Uh, yeah, and he immediately he ran up. It was it was at what's the San Bernabeu or whatever it's called. Yeah, is the Bernabeu. Real, uh, Real, Madrid's Real Madrid's home. He runs up to the away crowd, takes his jersey off, turns it around so Messi's facing the crowd and just holds it up to the crowd. That's hilarious. Which is just like wow. Because <laughs> usually you do that uh, for like a tribute to some player that's like 
not playing or is injured or oh, whatever. Oh, I know. No, it was just being... No, it's just he's just that <laughs> dude. Being so he, I, there's honestly there's only a few players in the world in any sport that could get away with it's, that. It's and... one of those moves where you're like, "Wow, that's incredibly arrogant." But it's like, <laughs> but it's him. So it's like I mean, what are you going to do? Like it's exactly. Like yeah, like, like what are Ronaldo you gonna say? Would, which I guess Ronaldo tried copying this later at another time which that's uh, kind of lame to Of course copy. he did. But Penaldo. Just, there's only a few people who could pull that celebration off and Messi's one of them. <laughs> Friggin' messy man. See his goal today. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want. I don't want to get into the soccer games today because it's just gonna yeah, piss me so. off. <laughs> My team got royally screwed today, and I'm still hot about it. We'll discuss it off. Yeah, we better. <laughs> All right, Hoff, you've got the next two, three, and four. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I didn't know you guys were gonna go uh, off color. As- no, just as niche as you yeah. went. I thought oh, I yeah. <laughs> they were going to be saved a little bit. Um, so, oh, like, mine are real I mean, niche. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. I kind of figured Jordan's. Uh, the, a lot of his were going to be soccer related. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could assume that as well. Um, yeah. My first couple, I guess I'll go with ones that I kind of thought were going <laughs> to potentially not be on the board. So uh, I will go with the Tiger Woods fist bump. Dang it! <laughs> oh, I should have right. done that. Son of a bee sting. Is there a specific one, or are you just like... I have none of them. Um, okay. I just... I don't even remember the event, but I just remember... I think it was in either the height of his um, greatness or... The chip you know, shot that went in? Maybe the start of the decline. He was on the green, I think. But he was on, like, the far side of the green. Oh, so it was and a pot? I'm not a golf watcher, okay. but it was like... They're building it up, like, you know... Uh, two putt here will you know tie it, but uh, they'll take the win if he yeah. can sink this putt. And I'm like, I'm just gonna stick around because it's Tiger Woods because <laughs> it's Tiger. It's a, yeah, it's a tournament winning putt. So let's yep. see what happens. And sure enough, he just drains it, just and, walks it right in. Yeah. Oh yeah, just and just the you know the iconic red shirt on Sunday. Oh yeah. And you know anytime a big putt or you know a big shot went in, uh, just the big fist pump, the big smile, the scream, everything. I mean. Yep. Everybody did it at some point. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that that's that's like the that's like the iconic thing that got so many kids, myself included, uh, into golf. Um, my favorite, my favorite one, the one that I was going if if it was around that was going to be my second round pick. So you took it from me. Um, <laughs> but if if I got that pick, the one that I was going to reference was his chip on sixteen at the Masters, the one where he he put it out about thirty yards to the left, and because of the um, because of the slope of the green, it just hit and then just started turning and just went in, and then it sat on the lip of the cup for about three seconds before going in. And you heard, you just hear Vern Lundquist like, like he was on hap- like he was uh, like doing lines in Happy Gilmore again, just going absolutely berserk. <laughs> um, so that would have been my moment. But yeah, um, yeah, the Tiger Woods fist pump. It's it's one of the most iconic. Uh, celebrations of all time because it's not it's not a niche one and it's not one that that's only happened like once this one is anytime tiger hit a uh, hit a great shot or hit that big putt to win a tournament he's giving you that fist pump and like you said um you know it got it got so much it you know it got golf so much notoriety from it it's just tiger at the peak of his powers like you said sunday red just nailing putts so uh yeah that's a that's a that's a pretty great uh pick there you bastard 
I knew there was potential there, so I figured I had to go late first round to see if I could uh, steal that one. All right. Um, so I'll start the second round then. I'll go with another, uh, you know, goat status potential. And I'm going to go with uh, Michael Jordan and uh, sticking his tongue out on a dunk. Oh, yep. yes. Yes. Yep. That's yes. another big one. That's actually not on my list, but yeah, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised uh, I didn't have that either. The only uh, the only downside of it for me was uh, funny story growing up. Obviously, you know, named Jordan <coughs> during that time. Yep. Part part of the reason I got the name. Um, I was not allowed to have a poster of Michael Jordan because I could not find one where he was not sticking out his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? It, my mom did not like it. Uh, it was overly so I, sexual. I always wanted a Michael Jordan poster. Which that is said, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you got to find one where he's not sticking out his tongue because I don't like that. And uh, yeah, there there were no posters. That's hilarious. That <laughs> you'd think you'd be able to find one of him after he uh, uh, in that one game against the Blazers in the one finals where he made all those threes and he just did the shrug. <laughs> That's yeah, another iconic even... <laughs> Jordan moment. Or even just a shot from behind or something on, yeah. you know, any well, he would, the, Yeah, he would always... Unfortunately, the shot. Yeah. Oh, God, no. You're not... That one, I'm I'm telling you, you're not allowed to have as a 34-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to have that one. Uh, but there's also the uh, <clears throat> push-off on Brian Russell in the finals. <clears throat> but, uh, but, yeah, no, two good picks for sure. Uh, Jordan, you are up. I'm up. Round two. All right, another very niche or niche, how we pronounce it, one. Uh, <laughs> Mario Biotelli. Uh, Balo. That was Biotelli. Balotelli, yeah. Balotelli. Balotelli. Uh, basically doesn't celebrate when mm -hmm. he scores against United uh, in 2011. But, oh, but You know, he doesn't, he doesn't celebrate goals ever. I've never – I didn't even realize that. Yeah. But he reveals his shirt, and it says, why always me, mm -hmm. which everyone's like, what? So apparently the backstory behind this was he, they work with like the team jersey guy or whatever the position is called, and they're allowed to put little messages sometimes. And he was like, Mario was real hyped about the United City game. Uh, and he was like, look, Mario, he's like, just, you know, there's some things we can't put on a shirt. And he's like, he had an idea. He didn't say what it was, but apparently he was like, absolutely not. You'll get like in trouble, blah, blah. So he was like, all right, how about why always me? And he's like, that works. And so, yeah, it's just so random. And if you know the game, that game actually was the game that you could literally trace back to uh, how City won the title because they won on goal <sighs> differential, but barely. Yep. And that game they beat United like 7-1 to one or something absurd. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just an iconic game and an iconic celebration. So Yeah, it's a really cool backstory on him. He very rarely celebrates goals. Like, he, mm -hmm. he celebrates goals, like, when he's in the national team just because, like, it's that, like, stage. Sure. But he was he's he's been quoted as saying like he doesn't celebrate goals because he doesn't he doesn't think it's right to celebrate things that he should do. Oh, okay. Interesting. So very rarely will you ever see him like over, overtly celebrate a goal. Very rarely. And obviously he's I think he's playing in like Serie B now or something. Yeah, I don't know where he's playing. Um but uh yeah, he played for AC Milan, so obviously I I followed him uh very closely for a couple years and uh yeah, interesting guy. So much talent. Oh my god. Right. When he was on, he was one of the best strikers in the world. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was such a head case. And the man. weird thing, he's only 31 years old. He could still be. In I know his it's crazy. Almost, but you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So who's so next? Who's next? It's me. I have two in a row. So I'm going to take one. I don't know if this is going to be on your list, uh, Hoffy. Uh oh. But it's a hockey one. I'm going I with. Would, it would be only fair. I'm going to go with the 1980 Winter Olympics. They made a movie out of this. <laughs> I'm going with Mike Arruzzioni uh, high-stepping on skates against Russia in the semifinals of the uh, – it was the 80, right? Yeah. 1980, the Winter Olympics. Him high-stepping on skates. I can't – I can't. I don't know if – have you ever tried that on skates? I know you played hockey all your life. Uh, no, that was never one of my go-tos. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, I was crazy. more a sheathing of the sword kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, uh, but yeah, that's always and and as, you know, I'm talking about the actual thing. But obviously, you know, you see the movie Miracle uh, as many times as I have, and that's one of the more more iconic moments in the movie. Um, that was was that them taking the lead or was that them tying the game? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. I think I think it was them taking the lead. I think. Because they, they took the lead with about with like five minutes left and had to like hold off the onslaught of the Soviets. Um, but yeah, him him uh, him high stepping on skates. I can't. I can only imagine how hard that is. But uh, yeah, that's my second pick. Did, was that on your list? Uh, that one had escaped me. I was trying to Damn. figure out if I wanted to put a uh, miracle reference in there or not. You but... stole one from me. I was hoping to steal one back. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, all right. Let's see if... Oh, man. I'm trying to trying to go through my list and see if... See if yeah, I it was s- the go-ahead goal. Was it? Okay, that's what I thought. Um... I am going to go my my next pick. This is the first pick of the third round. I'm going to go with the Jose Batista bat flip against no. the Texas Rangers. What, is that on your list? Yes. How in the world do we have? <laughs> Dude, it's the best bat flip I I've mean, ever I, seen. I agree. That's why I picked it. Him hitting the home run, staring at Damn the pitcher, it. and then – he really didn't even flip the bat. He just kind of like chucked it. He like did like yeah. It was almost like he was so angry. He just like, yeah. It was just like <laughs> yeah. I just effing did that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That that okay. was to that was to win a wild card game. That was to win a playoff. Well, it's not a series. It's one game. But it was essentially to Ooh, advance was, in the playoffs. That was the last of that series though. Oh, so it wasn't it was the wild a five card game? game. No, it was the ALDS game five. Oh. Unless there's two times he's bat. No, oh, I don't think so. Not against the Rangers in the playoffs. No, but that was the it was it wasn't a walk off. It was a go ahead in the seventh, I think. Uh no, I think it was game five of the twenty fifteen. Oh no, this yes. was a walk off. Oh, wait, so then mine hold on. This was one hundred percent a walk off. You're talking about the wild card game then. Yeah. There is multiple here. No, yeah, keep resume. Bring it up on your phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, let me see it, because I want to see if it's oh, the it's the I'll tell you which one it is. <laughs> Here, oh, this is going to be pretty lame if it's different and you have, oh, I have another Jose Batista <laughs> So this is the one that I remember. Okay. That ad? Oh, that's nice. Yes. Skip that. We can't spring for premium oh. here, Dan. 
That's a walk-off, isn't it? No, this was a three-run home run. I don't know why my audio's not working. So that's that's the one uh, that's the one I'm thinking of. But right, this is also the one I was thinking of. I thought that was a walk-off. No, I think a lot of people thought it was a walk-off. I oh, he may have had a walk-off. I'm gonna see if he had a walk-off. Oh well, that's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one I was thinking of too. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna have to. My bad. Anything. No, no, no. It's we know what happened that uh, that very next series though. The uh, they got oh yeah they got tribe, curb stomped by the Indians crushed them yeah yeah uh but yeah that's mine so got to steal one yeah nice <laughs> there you go now I just got to steal one from Hoff because he stole one from me okay so Jordan you're up actually all right so well, sorry you're not gonna like this but my uh, <laughs> huh. number my number oh no no hold on I'm still good that's coming later <laughs> number three for me Vince Young's stop uh, smacking the computer the table. <laughs> Vince Young's non-celebration after the game-winning touchdown in the 2006 Rose Bowl against USC. Why wouldn't I like that? I don't care. It's oh, I have one to replace my Bautista one. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, uh, just at first I was like, what a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. But ever, since I've watched it, I'm convinced that he knew he was gonna score there, and like he was like, I, he's like he just knew it was gonna happen. I, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't celebrate. He's kind of an arrogant guy, at least at the time, but. I just thought that was so hilarious that he doesn't celebrate. Everyone else is going crazy, and he just, like, walks back on the field. It's just so interesting. I don't know. I mean, that's one of my favorite sports moments of all time. So um, it's also just special to me. But, yeah, I don't know. I like that. I, I found that real real arrogant, and I like that about it. Arrogant. <laughs> arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Hoff, you've got the next two. All right. Um so I will go with another Heisman winner, Ooh. and I will say, "Don't do um, it." Oh, wow. don't! Not because it's on my list, it's because I don't. I, I I have a feeling I know where you're going. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is back from my time when I was, you know, young and dumb and a Michigan fan. I'm gonna go with Desmond Howard and the Heisman pose. Whoa! Return. Wait, wait, wait. Is there is there a development in your college football fandom? Well, I know, I know. Well, I know you rep. Obviously, yeah, I know. But you don't like. You don't still like. Like I, in the peripherals, still root for Ohio State. Like, do you still I mean, root for I'm, Michigan? I'm more just neutral outside of everything else. Okay. Got it. And that has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that they've been atrocious for the past like 20 years or anything what? like that. It's I, totally what is it? just a natural drop off. What is it like? Ten years? What is it? Ten? Ten years in a row now? Eleven years in a row now? I have no idea, huh. but it's bad. I just remember <laughs> the Lloyd Carr years, and they were much nicer. Yeah, exactly. They were like the exact opposite, pretty much. Exactly. Especially when John Cooper was the Ohio State coach. But, but anyway, yeah, no, that's that's. I mean, that's a great moment. I mean, it's. Uh, hey, you know, it's a Michigan moment, but I'll take partial credit for it because Desmond Howard is from Cleveland, and he's a Clevelander. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, you got to find this. You got you got to find you got to find the. Yeah, you got to find the narrative in there somewhere. So. Oh, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, that's a great one. I am stuck on my next one. Um, I've got to throw some hockey in there. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to go with, and uh, I think I'm going to go with the man that just refuses to stop playing hockey, and that would be Yarmir Yager's salute. Wait, uh, is he still playing? <laughs> I didn't even realize. Most goals. And, is he still uh, playing? The fact that I, I had the hair, 
So I've got to I've got to stick with the man that also had the long, the flow, the mullet, and uh, got to go with the legend. You said the man who refuses to quit playing is he still playing? Not in the NHL, but he is still he's like a part owner of a team back in the Czech now, oh my uh, gosh. In the Czech Republic, and he's still putting up like a point per game. Oh my god! Uh, wow. How old is he? Owner. How old is he? Uh, he's late. 40s, I Jeez. Say. It's, it's truly incredible. It's amazing how, how some guys 49. have been 49. 49 years old. I mean, I, you know, obviously he's not playing the, the top of the top, right, but, right. but still, like you said, whatever league you're playing in, he's 49 years old and he's putting up a point per game. It's insane. Yeah. And uh, I think he is... Uh, Six, seven, eight. I thought it was closer to about ten or twelve, but it was only about nine NHL teams. So I mean, wow, lot of jer- lot of lot of Yager jerseys out. Lot of Yager jerseys, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, Jordan, you are up in the fourth round. <sighs> Cleveland fans won't like this, but uh, the shot against Cleveland, You're such an ass. Um, look, genuinely love fist pumps and whatever he did after it but yeah that's an iconic celebration can't can't go wrong with that um <clears throat> so yeah that's uh number four for me you're such an ass did any of y'all hashtag a hole <laughs> but uh yeah so jordan uh no it's me actually yeah back to dan i have the i have the next two these are my last two picks um. All right. So let's see how I want to attack this because I still have a lot on my list, but I don't. Some of mine are very generic, like they're not actual like Moments, things, or... but they're celebrations that that people do a lot of that I think are very enjoyable. Um. So I'm actually going to add a second hockey one. Ooh. And this is this is general, so I I'm, I don't think I'm going to be taking anything from you, but one of my favorite things is either at the end of the game. Usually, it's an end of the game situation when you get a breakaway on goal. It's, it's one on the goalie, and you score the goal. And because you're moving so fast, it's like in the Mighty Ducks where he's like, "I can't stop." It's when you score a breakaway goal, and then you 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 score, and then. Part of your celebration is just jumping into the glass. <laughs> oh, the Ovechkin! Yeah, you actually did. You did take one of my potential ones. Hey, oh, I got it! I got it! I wasn't thinking the actual vet, like the actual one. I was just just generically because I've seen it so many times. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of the times you see it in the playoffs, but guy scores a breakaway goal, and you know he's not at that point. He's so excited, he's not worried about stopping. He just jumps right into the glass, almost like he's trying to do a Lambo leap into the crowd. Um, I love, love, love that, <laughs> especially to end a game. I mean, oh, yeah. how freaking awesome. <clears throat> and then my last one, I honestly can't believe this is, this is on the board, but I feel like I have to take this one. <laughs> so I'm going to mention the name of the player that did this and let me see it. Let me see if you guys, if it rings a bell, Randy Moss. Oh, Please tell Are you me it's do the one. Mooning the crowd? When he moves yes. the crowd, <laughs> I'm doing 100 percent when Randy Moss is playing for the Minnesota Vikings, yes. and he scored a touchdown at Lambeau Field, and he goes up to the goalpost and just 
mimics pulling his pants. He doesn't actually do it, right, obviously, right, right, but he right, mimics right. pulling his pants down and mooning the Green the Bay crowd. The best part about that is how Joe Buck acted like yeah, he's, he just, Oh, yeah, he's like, like, he's like what a touch. shot a man on the field. <laughs> so I, I, I watched some of these to do some research to put my list together, and exactly, Joe Buck was like, what a disgusting act. It's like, really? Are you kidding me? And I guess this was probably, what, like 15, 17 years ago? Back then. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot the NFL is characterized a lot as the no fun league, and obviously he got penalized for that. I think he got fined for that too, actually. Probably. For an indecent, like whatever, even well, though he didn't yeah, actually he didn't pull actually. his pants down. <laughs> but it, because, you know, Minnesota, Green Bay, huge rivalry. It was late in the season. Both teams were good. They were probably jockeying for playoff positioning or whoever was going to win that division. And he just scores a touchdown because he's Randy Moss and he was the best receiver in football at that time. And he's just like, you know what? <laughs> The old, the old, <laughs> the old full moon salute to you guys. Oh so man, that, that is that is my fifth hilarious. and final pick. So we'll go to Jordan and then Hoffman. Right, will close. So us I up. have a question. Uh, so you technically stole, technically stole what I wanted, but um, I, my fifth and final pick was going to be Ovechkin slamming his body on the glass when he had the game winner in Game Three. Um, I know. I mean, kind of technically just mentioned that. So I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I don't know. I didn't actually mention Ovechkin. So, and that happens all the time in hockey. Yeah, that one just stands out to me because of the rivalry they had. I'm gonna go with that. I'll just throw an honorable mention. He's gonna steal my thunder. That's what he's gonna do. Throw an honorable mention. Uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, buzzer beater against the (laughs) Suns in the '06 playoffs. Um, yeah. I remember watching it live and the dribble to the to the elbow. Yeah, and his celebration wasn't anything too it crazy. Just it's just that that passion, like you could just see it in his eyes. Like he, I don't know who he turned to or what he turned to, but when Nobody. there was, a, there was, was like just... a camera angle where he almost looked. He, he, it wasn't intentional, I don't think, but he just had this look in his eyes, like that yeah, just, just fury went... in his eyes and the fist pump. And yeah. I just thought that was such a. I don't it's, think he, I don't think he was looking at anybody. No, in I don't even think he meant knew yeah. what he was doing. It just it looks so natural. Like yeah. I was like, that's a that's a cool celebration. Like if I were to have a buzzer beater, I feel like that'd be pretty cool. He actually do, took know? that from Jordan because Jordan did that. Jordan would before. do that for sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, and, I don't. And know, Kobe that, took everything from Jordan. Well, yeah, uh, that that one just stands out to me so much. Yeah, that Rest was that peace. was a really that was a really uh, good. That's one of my favorite all time Kobe moments. The only reason yeah. why I didn't put that on my list, and this really doesn't. Like in the grand scheme of things, it shouldn't matter. But they lost that; they blew that series. They were that put them up three to one, and they lost that series. Yeah, that was yeah to Phoenix. That, that was, was like that a was weird, when, weird turn of events for sure. Yeah, that was like that was uh, not long Phoenix after. Phoenix didn't. Was, Phoenix didn't make the no. They went they to lost the conference Spurs. finals. They lost the Spurs. That was right. I think that was the year where uh, uh, there was that fight at San Antonio, and a bunch of guys left the court, and they were like, it was this big thing about like. You know when guys leave the leave the bench and a fight, guys get suspended or That's whatever. That's when the Heat won. Oh six, yeah, yeah, that makes sense because that was that was when the Lakers weren't very. Yeah. The Lakers barely made the playoffs and they weren't very good because that was that wasn't long post after they traded blow, Shaq. Post almost blow up of yeah. the Lakers, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, all right. So Hoff, you've got the final pick. Oh, real quick, sorry, I just got interrupted. Oh. Mavericks defeated the Suns. It wasn't the Spurs. It was oh, other. It was so Mavs. that was so yeah. yeah that was that yeah. must have been another year because yeah. the Suns and the Spurs did play. Oh yeah, they they played a bunch of times, several times. But yeah, yeah. 
All, All right. right. Hoff, you got the final pick. All right. My Mr. Uh, irrelevant goes to the man who wore a uh, Jofa hockey helmet for far too long. And that will be uh, Tamu Solani. Uh, the goal itself oh. is um, kind of, I don't want to call it cheap. It's just, it, it doesn't look like much. But Was uh, it the one it, where he, re- he, just, him, he just redirected it? Yeah, he chips it yes. into the goalie um, yeah. to then take the set a rookie record uh, for goals in a season, uh, takes his glove off, chucks it up in the air, and then guns it down with his stick. And uh, as, as a hockey player, I can tell you, just about every hockey player, uh, at least you know my age, oh, yeah. growing up, did that at least once uh, at a practice or yep. uh, drop in anything like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. My favorite was uh, and and this is also goes for golfers because golfers do this too. Once they hit a once they hit a shot, was uh, taking the stick or the club and just like you're putting your sword away, just kind of putting it back <laughs> into your belt. Oh yeah, that that was my go-to celebration in high school. Oh yeah. Cleaning up the garbage in front of the net. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember those days. You guys would come onto the ice playing foreigner. Jukebox heroes got stars in his eyes. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, what else are you supposed to come onto the ice to? I uh, hey hey hey. I I I don't know that. I don't know. Well, that about does it for our list. Make sure you tweet at us and let us know who had the best draft. Um, we will hopefully post uh, post all these uh, on Twitter in the next day or so. But, uh, but yeah, that was really cool. Thanks for the idea, Hoff. Appreciate it. And uh, let's, uh, let's move on and let's talk a little. Let, all right. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Right. <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk some CBJ here. Season's right around the corner. Did I see that they actually they played a preseason game yesterday? Uh, yes, they actually shut out the Pittsburgh Penguins three nothing. Ooh, clean sheeted them. Oh, yes. oh, wait a minute. This is when you should wait a minute. This is when you should actually use that sound. Just for just for me being an idiot, we're gonna play it twice. You know, I play that so much for a Brown Steelers thing. That's actually from a hockey game, yeah, yeah, and it's from the yeah. Washington Capitol. It's the Washington Capitals announcer after they beat uh, the Steelers and what was the Steelers? Have they beat the Penguins in I believe the Eastern Conference Finals? That was the same series where Ovechkin did that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Still the best. Still hits, as the kids say. It still slaps. One for each of the goals that they scored, apparently. Oh, hey now. <laughs> it's always a method to my madness with involving that sound effect. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jackets had uh, a very interesting um, up-and-down off-season. Yeah. Um, something it's, uh, it's tough to pivot from, but uh, it's just you can't ignore it. Um, the offseason kind of marred uh, by the death of goaltender Matisse Kivlenix oh, in man. July Florence fireworks accident. Um, and yeah. just the craziness that like kind of surrounded that because, you know, in the the social media TMZ type, you know, reporting that you get from it, it right. starts with, uh, yeah, slipped, getting out of a hot tub and hit his head, and then there's, you know, hemorrhaging. 
and then no that wasn't it and as more details come out you know you you hear that it's a fireworks accident and you know it, that's tragic enough yeah. and then when the full story comes out um and especially uh fellow latvian goaltender and blue jacket elvis merzlikens uh talks about at the memorial that matisse died a hero that mm. he put himself in the way of the errant fireworks to make sure that other people could get to safety, including uh, Elvis's pregnant wife, oh, wow. um, to get away from it. And at the memorial saying, you saved your last fuck, little brother. I mean, it's just, wow, it's jarring. It hurts. Um, Elvis's mask this year features uh, the Dark Knight Joker mm-hmm. um, because it was on Kid Lennox's uh, mask as well as even his quote saying, you saved your last puck. Um, wow. So starting off the off season with something like that and just not knowing, you know, what happened, learning what happened, and then, you know, just kind of the finality of it all, that, you know, someone was that selfless to put themselves in the way uh, to protect their, you know, fellow fellow teammates, fellow countrymen. It's just, an incredible story, tragic story. Um, but you just don't know where to go from there sometimes. Um, so again, no good way to pivot out of that. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that has to be said because you know, that, uh, this upcoming season, you're probably going to see, um, you know, memorials. I'm sure the first game at nationwide will have some sort of, uh, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a banner or anything, you know, in the rafters, um, or if uh, there's been at least fan speculation that perhaps his number would be retired, or if it would be, uh, you know, un- unofficially retired in that, you know, players won't take it, but number 80 isn't exactly a, uh, yeah. a popular number, but still could Especially be one among of those goalkeepers. Yeah, I didn't know that part of the story um, regarding his memorial and what actually happened. That's crazy, because we talked yeah. about it when it happened on the show, and um, uh, you know, we t- that happened like a day, you know, obviously over Fourth of July weekend or whatever, and so we recorded the episode before his like memorial service or whatever, and so I had no idea about that um, that story um, that was that was told at his memorial. That's so crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's just sad. <laughs> There's no way around it, you know. Right. No. Um, well. So, <laughs> going into uh, per- perhaps some of the uh, lighter uh, aspects of it, um, other players that uh, the Jackets uh, don't have available to them this year would include some of your big name and guys that in the past have been considered, you know, the core of the team. Mm. Um Cam Atkinson, uh, yeah. David Savard, the captain, Nick Foligno, Foligno yep. uh, Seth Jones, and Riley Nash um, all departed the team either via trade or uh, free agency. Um, Atkinson was another one of those where it just it feels like it came out of nowhere uh, because mm. the day prior he was at a Blue Jackets event like downtown signing autographs. I think it was for the draft because I think it was right after the draft. Um, that he was traded and wow. yeah 
just somebody that's been with the team for as long as he has been. Um, you know, ne- never was considered somebody that you would think uh, to be moved. Um, but apparently, they drafted just, him, didn't they? The time. What was that? They drafted Atkinson, didn't they? He's been there. So he had been there his whole career. Oh yes, he's yeah. always been a Blue Jacket. Yeah, Feligno too, right? No, Felino. Um, Felino. He was in Ottawa, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but he was the captain, yeah. correct? Uh, yeah. Had yeah. So uh, left uh, left here in a trade to the Maple Leafs. Ah. Um, and then Boston signed him in the off season. So that was one of those things where speculation was, oh, well, you know, he's the captain, and you know, he's always been, you know, so happy to be here you know maybe this is just one of those things where you know he's you know we're, we're we're sending him to toronto to get you know some capital back but you know maybe he'll come back in the off season yeah like, you know could see that and, and then it doesn't happen and you're going oh okay well uh this team is going to look very different now he year. plays for the friggin bruins yeah it's sad but it happens yeah um, but the good news is that in some of those trades, you pick up pieces, uh, some familiar faces like uh, Jake Voracek, uh, who used to be a Blue Jacket, was traded to Philadelphia and then comes back. Uh, he was part of the Cam Atkinson trade, um, who's actually, uh, it was one of those guys that I was sad to see go when he did uh, mm-hmm. originally to Philly. And then when he was in Philadelphia, um, not so much that he likes found his stride or anything, but was definitely a contributor and has been good there ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you want to have a fun visual, he is the human embodiment of the Flyers mascot, Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing him back in the Union Blue will be good. Um, in the trades uh, that were made, uh, we also acquired uh, the 2016 first-rounder, Jake Bean, uh, 2018 first rounder Adam Bokvist uh, to help shore up our defense, mm-hmm. uh, and then also uh, Sean Corrali, who is a Dublin native, uh, who I believe from Boston uh, most recently. So uh, along with like Jack Rosalvik, we've seen a lot of people that uh, grew up in Columbus and came through the youth system and the AAA system. Um, it's I don't I don't think that it's something that Yarmo Kekalainen is doing intentionally, but it is nice to see that hometown players mm-hmm. are able to come back or are getting picked up, especially with both of them being, you know, the quality of player they are. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see that the youth system in Columbus is, uh, you know, providing players like this to the NHL and right. that the Jackets are, intentionally or not uh finding their way to get their hands on them yeah now when you when you talk about the the jackets uh uh youth uh program so a a lot of these players that you're mentioning that had played for the jackets in the past did they like over the in the last couple years have any of them played for the monsters up here in cleveland um yeah a lot of the younger players especially when they won the calder cup um uh Merzlikens, I think, only spent a little bit of, I think it was last year. He had a couple dips in there. Kiv Lennox was a big part um, of that team. Um, and a lot of the younger guys, uh, I want to say Texier was. 
Mm. Um, but you get a lot of our, our young gun roster was a part of that uh, Calder team or, you know, at the very least has right. spent time in Cleveland. So that's right. the nice part about having the, uh, the I-71 connection to your farm team is yep. that they're only a couple hours away. Yeah, absolutely. And to any of our listeners who maybe aren't huge NHL fans but, uh, you know, have gone to Monsters games because, you know, Monsters games are just so much fun to go to. Even if you're not really into hockey, they just they do such a great job with the in-game experience, and you know everybody loves a hockey fight and all that. A lot of these guys now you may not have known who they were when you went to Monsters games. A lot of them are playing for the Blue Jackets now, so um, it's kind of cool to see to watch a Blue Jackets game and you know see like oh hey I saw that guy play in person in Cleveland, you know a couple years ago or like you said when they won the Calder Cup. Um, so that's a really cool aspect and another connection that we have, like you said, the I-71 connection from between Cleveland and Columbus of, uh, of uh, you know, players that maybe because, you know, don't watch the NHL that much because we don't have a team here, um, you know, we a lot of people do go to Monsters games, even if they're not hockey fans, just because it's a cool, cool event to take the family to or just, you know, have a night out or whatever. So there's a cool connection there. Oh, yeah, and especially in recent years with the team being as young as it's been and uh, unfortunately as injury-plagued as it's been, there have been times where, you know, fans here have jokingly called them, you know, the Columbus Blue Monsters because we've had times where it seems like half of our roster was guys that started in Cleveland uh, at the beginning of the year and got called up to fill in for injuries or whatnot, so... Uh, a lot of our newer, younger core guys like uh, Bemstrom and uh, Bjorkstrand um, were guys that were yeah in Cleveland pretty recently, but uh, yeah. found their way into the NHL and have uh, made enough of an impact to stay on the team. Certainly, yeah, hockey is hockey is a lot more like baseball in that aspect to where like you you essentially like you know we hear the term in baseball farm system you know triple A and all that and you grow a lot of your, especially for small market teams like Cleveland, you grow a lot of your talent on the major league level from your minor league teams. And hockey is very similar in that, you know, like they might not have the the six different minor league teams like baseball has, but, you know, with the with the AHL, um, it's like, it, you know, it's the AAA affiliate basically for baseball. So it's, it's, it's kind of similar um, with contrast to like football and, really basketball basketball has the g league but it you know it's not really the same but hockey is a lot like baseball in that respect oh absolutely well that and even just the college game like uh a lot of the players that were selected first overall this year uh michigan i think had was it three three of the top four or something like that that's crazy and um i believe all of them or at least a couple of them are staying at Michigan. So that's that's another interesting thing that you get is that you can be signed by a team, but if you're still in college, you can still finish out uh, playing there. Yeah. Um, That's another, that's another similarity with baseball. Baseball does that too. I mean, guys, guys stay, guys get drafted in in baseball, the MLB draft, and some of them stay in college and finish out their college careers. Uh, Speaking of college hockey real quick, not to, not to, um, uh, uh, take us off topic or anything, but did you see the CCHA's back? I did not. No. Yeah. So it, it well, the conference is back basically in name only. A lot of the schools are not so like 
the Big Ten schools are staying in the Big Ten Hockey Conference. Right. Uh, but BG's back uh, in the CCHA. Um, I believe Ferris, there's some other schools, some of the Minnesotas. Basically, they just they got rid of the WCHA. Um, they were sick and right. they were basically sick and tired of traveling out to Alaska, pretty much. Oh no, I believe it. So the CCHA is back, and uh, BG's looking to, looking to be uh, pretty strong again this year. So um, I'm hoping to get out get out to a couple BG hockey games. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, especially now that we can go to games again. I've been trying to oh, get yeah. I've been trying to get this loon out to a out to a college hockey game for about four years now. Just hasn't happened. <laughs> down but yeah so you're garbage over garbage the Meiji state bowling green ferris yep. state lake superior michigan tech minnesota state northern michigan and st thomas yeah so a few few uh few hockey powers in there for sure oh absolutely so it's going to be a good conference i mean if, if if you don't follow hockey like some of those schools like minnesota tech or whatever you said uh, Lake Michigan Superior, Tech, definitely. Michigan yeah. Tech, uh, you know, you're not going to know what that, but those are those are true, tried and true hockey powers. But anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked on there too often. I just wanted to bring that up. But, uh, no, not a problem. Uh, um, so yeah, getting back into CBJ. Um, yeah. So obviously, Torts yeah. Torts is gone. He's he's no longer the coach. Yes. Uh, so Brad Larson, uh, who was an assistant coach last year, and for many fans, um, weren't exactly stoked about the hire. Right. Um, they felt that Larson being responsible for the uh, power play, which was dismal, um, n- they you know didn't understand what uh, what brought him to the forefront, and you know not going with an outside name. Um, but apparently, uh, as far as the players go, and obviously those are usually the people you listen to more than the fans. Uh, players are overwhelmingly in support of him. Uh, his handling um, of the Kiblenic situation—I mean, he went up there immediately to, you know, be with uh, the players to try to help, you know, at least getting through some of the grieving mm-hmm. um, and just showing his support uh, for his players, obviously. Um, but yeah, I've heard nothing but good things coming from players. Um, a, and just the fact that uh, the team seems to keep on humming. And, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, it seems like a head-scratcher initially, but I guess, you know, when the season plays out, maybe you'll see uh, everything that the players saw uh, in him. So you want to try to get a guy, I guess, that uh, is a new voice, but perhaps a slightly familiar one uh, as to not completely gut the organization, but uh, more try to do a reload over a rebuild, if Mm. you will. Mm-hmm. Did Torts get another job anywhere? I believe he's actually doing uh, ESPN uh, oh, okay. commentary, I think. Okay. At least uh, studio uh, analysis, perhaps. Yeah, because the NHL TV rights changed, didn't they? So ESPN's back, and then isn't aren't there going to be games on like TNT, too? Yeah, so a lot of ESPN Plus, um, and then ESPN TNT. So that should be another great thing for... Um, Barry Melrose is back. Melrose back in the fold, the mullet, <laughs> back on ESPN. Exactly, and he can actually, you know, have more than one segment a year when you know something notable happens in hockey. Right, He'll actually, uh, be able to be allowed out more than uh, a couple times. Right. Um, isn't jo- John Davidson's back too? Isn't he? 
yes, I think in a uh, similar in like, role to what he was because I think uh, he left the Rangers. Yeah. Um, a part of it, I think, was over the handling of the um, the the big brawl with the Capitals. Oh yeah. Well, the Rangers he... stink too. <laughs> yeah, I was not uh, was not on board, I guess, with what happened. But yes, uh, brought him back in in the off season. Um, their president of hockey ops, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So, so it's kind of one of those. Yeah, you're kind of getting the band back together in some ways, and then uh, kind of taking it in a new direction in different ways. Yeah, so what so so what's the overall vibe and outlook for the season this year cuz you know, we had what was it 2 years ago they kind of had like that magical run uh through the playoffs where was it the Bruins they beat uh swept the lightning and swept the lightning and then they lost to the, the Bruins. Yeah. Um, so interesting interesting fact, the Blue Jackets are the last team to have defeated the Lightning in the playoffs. Wow! Oh, yeah, because they've won. Two they've in won a row, back right? to back. They've won back to back cups, and the Blue Jackets swept them the year before they did that. Wow! So, Didn't even think of that. So I, I would like to issue a small apology to the rest of the NHL. We're <laughs> sorry we pissed them off so much uh, and caused all <laughs> or, the rest of this. But. Or 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 really, you got or the the Blue Jackets. Uh, you know, we should we should be able to claim part of those pot, part of those cups, right? Oh yeah, we're certainly the reason. That's, we propelled them to the ne- to that next level. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think it's it's tough to say. The Jackets, for some reason, always seem to be this team where as much negativity as you throw at them, or as much positivity as you throw at them, your your expectations always somehow kind of remain the same. And the only thing that I feel like that really works to our advantage is I feel like the team performs better when no one believes in them. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be that team that once you start applying expectation, once you start applying, um, you know, I don't want to say belief, but when, you know, they start getting some of the attention that they could be good, right? Um, it seems like there's always hurdles along the way. So this could be one of those years where I think it's going to be just an interesting interesting season to see how the new players gel together. Hmm. Um, seeing if some of the younger faces, uh, Yegor Shinikov, or Chinatov, sure. depending on who you ask, uh, is yeah. one of those guys where he was the surprise 21st overall pick in 2020. Um, was so unknown, at least, or unexpected, that... Uh, the NHL didn't even have a picture on oh, hand God. to oh, display God. when mm-hmm. he was drafted. Uh, and many people were, you know, criticizing the jackets. Like who, who is this guy? Why would you pick him? He's not yeah. even on anybody's, you know, depth charts or scouting. And, um, in the KHL, he's been unreal. Uh, the Traverse city prospects tournament, which is where you get a lot of your younger players, um, you know, playing for NHL, clubs to kind of kick off the the season mm-hmm. uh scored six goals in three games Whoa. had a hat trick in one of them wow um so if he makes the team this year i think that'll be certainly an interesting person to watch um goaltender elvis merzlikens uh seems you know more focused than ever uh got a five-year contract extension worth 27 million so 
signs are kind of pointing that uh, he's slated to be the goaltender of the future for the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it's probably going to be a tandem of him and uh, Junis Corposalo. Um, but obviously there's always the, the trade rumors flying around of, well, you know, you signed Elvis, and so now what are you going to do with this guy who is potentially, you know, starting starting goaltender quality? Are you really going to go with two starting goalies throughout the season, or mm-hmm. do you potentially uh, dangle Corpusalo as trade bait to try to bring in uh, another score or another depth piece that, you know, you think the team might need? So overall, I'd like to stay optimistic and say, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. But given the talent that the team seems to have, you could see them, you know, being that wild card, being, uh, you know, one of the last in for the playoffs, which I know for some people, they hate that because it's like, well, you made the playoffs, but then you get to face, you know, the number one team, which seems to be the way the Jackets always try to go through the playoffs is uh, being that last team in and having to face, you know, Goliath in the first round. Um, But I think more than anything, it's just uh, you want to be able to enjoy the games. Mm. (laughs) You want to be able to watch and have something to hang your hat on. And uh, I think it's kind of going to be one of those years for the team of, yeah, every game might not be pretty, but you might be able to find (laughs) silver linings in a lot of them. And uh, just being able to see some of the young guys coming up and uh, figuring out if they're going to, stick around with the team uh, and be that talent that uh, we think they can be. Yeah, so it, it kind of feels like this is uh, more of like a developmental year for the Blue Jackets. Yeah. I mean, like you said, and, like you said, go they ahead. got they got rid of a lot of familiar faces in the offseason. Not got, well, yeah, I mean, that's not really the best term, but got rid of a lot of familiar faces in the offseason. They, you know, changed over the coaching uh, staff, and um, it just seems like they're, they're going – with a with a younger approach and um gonna see if maybe they could surprise some teams this year which in hockey i mean you never know i mean like you said no, like, like like you said you said the blue jackets went from uh they swept the the lightning and then the next two years the lightning haven't lost a playoff series so but uh but yeah so um do you think do you think what what i mean what are your what are your chances do you think of of them making the playoffs um, I feel like uh, every time I'm on here, I give kind of the same prediction. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I'd say this uh, this team is going to be the definition of that—that that they could uh, perform ahead of expectations and make the playoffs. Uh, just with the caveat that they'll be probably a seven or eight seed, a wild card spot probably, um, and then and then sweep the lightning again. <laughs> Are you ready for four lightning cups in five years, though? Do we really want that? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not cities too. Yeah, I know. Like, Listen, oh, I have this. I have this. I have this annoyance, and this goes back to when, like, uh, the Carolina Hurricane were winning cups. I hate it when Southern teams win the Stanley Cup. I just hate it. Like, it's one thing if they win one every so often, but this weird dominance is just like, what? Yeah, it's like I, I'm telling you, nobody cares. I know the stadium fills up during the place, the you know, the postseason. There is a lot of snowbirds, I guess, that come from the north that might like, but they're probably fans of a different team anyway. Right. Like uh, the Wings or, or the the Blackhawks or something. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's just 
doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, the black. When 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 are the Blackhawks gonna change their name? <laughs> yeah, I've never really yeah. heard much discussion about it. That's one of those I I I, I agree. Where I feel like I don't know if it's kind of like uh, Florida State, where they yeah. they work so well with you know the local tribes and things like that, where right. um, it's it's an amicable uh, relationship. Yeah, that was just that was just me. That was mainly in jest. Where it's just so ingrained with it being an original six. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm I, sure. I'm sure there are you know calls for it, but I don't think any of them have been loud enough to yeah. know, really gain traction yet. Yeah, that that was just mainly in jest because uh, the last thing that I want <laughs> the, the last thing I want to mention before we end the episode, and and we're gonna talk about the about the crew for a couple minutes, but. Um, the Indians just had their final game at Progressive Field uh, ever being called the Cleveland Indians uh, on right. mo- on Monday. So wanted to kind of end the episode on that and uh, talk about that a little bit, get some feelings. And uh, but but anyway, that that's for a few minutes. Um, yeah, uh, was there anything else you wanted to cover with the with the jackets? No, I'd say that's about it. I mean, just. Okay. Uh, Looking forward to another when is, interesting year. When do when is their actual opening date? When is their when does the season start? Uh, October fourteenth is what I saw on a billboard. I believe. Oh, okay. That so, yeah. Is the about, home opener about two and, um, two and a half sure weeks away. We open at home or on the road this year. Let me double check. It's crazy. Uh, Friday is October first. Oh, I know. It's one of those times of the year where, as long as summer seems to have. Uh, held on mm-hmm. uh it's crazy how fast it seems like fall goes through when you get all the different sporting events football uh, everything going yeah yeah so and yeah october 14th and then uh we do get uh if you will an early crack at the kraken as uh nice they will be, they will be there two nights later on october 16th. can i say uh you, you know a lot of times, uh, teams don't get their marketing and their branding correctly. That that new Seattle hockey team, that that marketing and branding and their logos and their name and everything, they did everything perfect. Oh, knocked it out of the park! Oh, I mean, the logo, little, little things yes. that people have you know critiqued on the logo, or just that like their secondary logo with the anchor they like better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's the colors are great. Seeing them on the ice, they really popped. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the name, the colors, the logo, everything is just, you know, perfect. They, you know, they're in Seattle, they're in the Pacific Northwest, so they made sure that they had something to do with water with their, it's just, it was like, it was just so perfect. Something that the Indian, you know, the Indians, now Guardians, could have taken, but, you know, they decided to do what they did, which is neither here nor there. But uh, on the theme of rebranding, Let's talk about the Columbus crew here for a couple minutes. Um, obviously, you live down there in Columbus, so um, you have a little bit more of a a thumb on the pulse than we do up here in Cleveland. Uh, you know, obviously, we follow the crew from afar, but you know, what is what is the um, what's the feeling down there with Columbus opening that new stadium? You know, obviously the uh, the updated logo and crest got a lot of run with a lot of people not liking it, and them actually listen you know, quote unquote, listening to the fans and updating it to kind of keep a little bit more of the history uh, of the club with it. But, you know, what's the overall thinking? You know, they're having a little bit of an up and down season. A lot of that has to do with injuries. And like we talked about before with, um, 
you know, missing players to the Gold Cup and different tournaments. Um, how has the city kind of, you know, Columbus has always been a great MLS market. Um, it's, it's the it's the original. Um, oh yeah. How has the 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 fan base kind of you know has has have you seen a bump in, um, not fandom, but have you seen a bump in like? I don't. I'm searching right now for a word. Just interest overall. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, like since they opened the new like stadium the, and and all that. Yeah, um, everything I've heard about the stadium experience has been, you know, wonderful. Um, I unfortunately still haven't gotten there yet, but yeah. uh, I've had a, I've had a few coworkers and friends that have said that they've gone, and it's, uh, it's a definite upgrade. Uh, certainly a fun place to go. That new Nordac is awesome. So it really adds to. Um, yeah, you know, just the whole corridor, the whole arena district. I feel yeah, it's like just could, it's just a couple blocks from Nationwide, right? Yeah, it's uh, in line with uh, Nationwide, as in the uh, minor league uh, baseball ballpark, Huntington Park. So. Okay, yeah, I love the new uh, the Nordeck in the one uh, in the one end. Uh, I think oh, that's yeah. so freaking cool. Um, how steep it is, how um, it feels like you're right on the field. How big it is. Uh, compared to um, Map Free Stadium, um, and then I, you know, I don't. How long have they done the uh, Wise Men Say song? How long has um, that been a thing? I because I want to say it's relatively new. Yeah, um, I know. I feel like uh, Africa was a bigger thing. The Toto song. Oh, nice. But uh, yeah, the the Wise Men Say has been. Uh, a really cool thing to see. I think that's one of the coolest uh, traditions in, in American sports right now because obviously it's a take on things that like European clubs do it, you know, with uh, Liverpool does uh, does You'll Never Walk Alone, you know, Tottenham's got a song, Man City's got a song that they do, um, my team, AC Milan, has one. Um, but it's cool uh, to see us, and, and I'm sure other MLS uh, clubs do this, but um, what a what a interesting song choice to do, and I love how they integrated crew into it. Um, I just think that's so cool. How after every game, win win lose or draw, the team gets um, goes to that end, and then the you know the fans start swaying and they start singing it a cappella. It's just so cool. Oh yeah. Um, what what were your thoughts on the uh, on the logo rebrand? Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the, uh, the wide variety of reactions. I think even among the podcast on, uh, the rebrand of it, uh, I, I do agree that initially I think a lot of the outrage was, it started out kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say just, um, but it was just another one of those things of, it seems like it's so easy it seems mm-hmm. like it's just an easy thing to do. Don't mess with right. stuff. You fight to save the team, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, and then we're going to just kind of shove this new C in the state flag shape yeah, and with the mysterious triangle and all <laughs> of the jokes and memes that came out of it. Um, but I think the biggest thing was just either trying to – continue the trend where i feel like american teams are trying to make everything european with adding like sc or fc or whatever and it's like you're an original the original mls team like just just hold on to that right 
it'd be one thing like it'd be one thing if you had nothing to show for it but you've got a two-time MLS cup you know winning team yep that had just that had just won the MLS cup why would you mess with the crest at that point yeah I mean they had just won the MLS cup right and that's the biggest thing too it's you know you're coming off of the heels of a victory why would you want to give the fans something to be even potentially upset about like it should be easy just ride the wave of you know good feelings and everything like that yeah yeah i i I understand what they were going for like new ownership save the club but in conjunction with the fans too you know but new ownership brand new stadium um it's almost it almost kind of feels like they they were just like okay we want this to be just a brand new era of uh of crew soccer and uh yeah were there missteps yeah a little bit like you said with with going with the new fad of you know trying to call it columbus sc but then saying oh we'll always be the crew but we're going to be columbus sc um and then with the logo which i thought was a little bit blown out of proportion i know we talked about on the show jordan was totally against it uh ryan was kind of in the middle and i was i was like i actually kind of liked it um but i thought it was cool that they got with the fans after i thought it was cool that they kind of heard the fans you know they changed the name back to Columbus Crew. Um, they kind of they kind of put their foot in the ground and they're like, no, this is the new logo, but we'll take out that stupid ridiculous triangle and we'll put ninety six down there. Um, so I thought that was a little bit of a compromise, and um, they kind of moved forward. So I think that was the hardest part. Is I feel like it's a lot like the Guardians rebrand, where you know on oh. Twitter everybody wants to throw out you know their own ideas. And it seems like in comparison, it's like, okay, so we took what, you know, they, you know, gave and here's my rendition of it. Yeah. And you'll find like eight more where you're just like, yeah, I would take all of those over it. It's like, it's not that it's (laughs) a terrible idea. It's just if you tweak the little things to still, you know, the 96 to represent, you know, the, the beginning uh, keeping the crew name as part of it, all those little things. And it's one of those stories where it was just the more that came out about it, the just the worse it made everyone involved look, where it was like, yeah, we invited, you know, all these uh, either, I think it was Nordec, Nordecki representatives, and, you know, these people came came out afterwards and like, yeah, they brought us in, they showed us, you know these logos they asked us our opinion mm. and we told them if you do this you will have a dumpster fire on your hands and they were like oh okay well cool we're gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah don't get me started on the guardians uh <laughs> i had to draw from you know something that was similar yeah well that's that's how i want to end the episode is i want to you know since uh I don't know what day the actual season ends, but I know the Indians only have a half, a handful of games left uh, as the Indians, and they have no more home games as the Cleveland Indians. So, um, you know, they've played their last home game as the Cleveland Indians. So uh, just kind of wanted to get thoughts on that from you guys. I know for me, um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how I feel about it because – um, like I've said on the show numerous times, Chief Wahoo, yes, one hundred percent. Get rid of it. It's a racist caricature. Just, just get rid of it. The, the, the name Indians, 
it was a little bit of a tussle for me because I don't. I, I've always said I don't think that the name Indians is a uh, is a racist name, but if if people who are Native Americans are offended by it, then I guess we got to change it. Um, and they did. Uh, I don't necessarily like the Guardians, and I like it a lot less. Uh, tied in with that stupid, ridiculous G baseball winged logo. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, God, I hope they change that, but I don't think they're going to. And we move forward, I guess. But, um, you know, now that it's actually happened. Well, first, uh, Hoff, what, what were your thoughts on the Indians changing their name to Guardians and then the logos that came out and all that? Yeah, I didn't uh... – I, I wasn't a huge, you know, detractor from Guardians. It didn't really hit me one way or the other. Um, but that could also be just because I've been out of Cleveland for so long that, yeah. uh, you know, maybe I didn't quite pick up. I was a big fan of um, Commodores that you yes. threw out. Um, that was my pick. And a couple of the other ones. But it, it seems kind of similar, honestly, like, like I was saying with the crew stuff where it's like – it seems like you knew it had to happen. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. But then either, you know, getting more input from the fans or again just the fact that, you know, you release this logo and then a bunch of people, you know, all with you know, graphic designing software or whatever, are able to be like, Well, you know, I made it better. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at them and you go, Yeah, that would have been a lot better. Like yeah. how much money did you pay this firm and instead this person on Twitter throws one out there and it looks a lot better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they, they did this stupid they did this stupid thing where they tried telling us, oh, we went through 1,200 names, but then you picked the name that every single fan was saying that you were going to change it to anyway when you announced that you were going to change the name. So right. don't tell us that you went through 1,200 names because you knew what you were going to change it to the whole time. Which again, for me, Guardians take it or leave it. I, I don't I don't dislike it. I don't like it. I like it less when it's accompanied by that logo. Um, I hate the logo. I can't stand it. But what are you gonna do? That's that's what it's gonna be. So I, that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop rooting for the team. I hear you know you hear all these people that say, oh, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna root for the Cleveland baseball team ever again because they kowtowed to the woke. <laughs> it's like, dude, shut up! It's still base. It's still it's the same baseball. Like, who cares? Like, I, and, and I like just to throw my two cents. I fully understand the disappointment and the frustration, and even the emotional aspects of this change yeah. for a lot of people. You know, uh, but I agree. Just there's no need to be exaggerated on on you know on yeah. either end. Like, I, I don't understand people who are like, oh, I can't believe people are upset about the name change. I'm like. I, it's always happened in every city, yeah. in yeah. every town, whenever there's sure. a name change or a, even a design change. Right. So I get why. I just don't think there's no, any need to be. Like and you every, said, you still have a baseball team. Yeah. Was, and a, a lot and, of cities don't. So. And it's, you know, everybody was like, oh, the Indians have such a the, – the, the, the baseball team named the Indians have such a history. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. It's been, it's been the name Indians for a long time, but it wasn't originally named Indians. That's not the original name. They true, changed it true. to – and I'm sure when they changed it to Indians, there were people, you know, back then, whenever they did it, that were pissed off about that too. And then they went on a 70-year run as the Cleveland Indians. Um, so, you know, eventually people will get over it. Um, but I, uh, the one thing that kind of makes me sad is I don't think we're ever going to get those retro nights 
because yeah. what are you going to do? You change the name because it's because it's deemed insensitive. So you, you can't like be like, oh, we're going to have a 90s night. It's, and the Indians are and we're going to wear not Indians. even like like the like if the Nationals wanted to do like yeah. the what, 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 what it used to be called the Expos or whatever yeah. in Montreal. Like, yeah. yeah, which that so would it's obviously like, be a fun so like, thing to do. It's 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 gone. Like it's it's just like it's it's gone. Like they're 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 never going to have like a you know, 95, like, Indians night where they wear the jerseys from 95 because it says Indians across the front. Like, you can't do that because you changed it because it was deemed insensitive. Now, obviously, we're never going to see Chief Wahoo again, which right, right. which I completely agree with. I think that was yeah, – it was time, it was time that. <laughs> for that to go. Um, I counterpoint to that by saying I, I, I slightly disagree because I feel like you could have, like, a 95 night – or something like that, where it would be everything will be the same except the you know the script on the front, or maybe they'll put yeah, Guardians maybe the, yeah. in that old font because it's close they could, enough but not quite. So they could just they put Cleveland. Try to pull that off. Yeah, they could just put Cleveland instead of Indians. Maybe something like right, that. Yeah, some, that could yeah, work. Some yeah. Of them, some yeah. of the older unis had that right, where it was just the Cleveland. Yeah, script yeah. Usually, front. yeah. Usually. Uh, they owe, on their road uniforms like the gray and the blue and stuff. They it's it always says Cleveland on the front. Uh, the home right. whites would always say Indians, and I think that's pretty standard around baseball. Right. Um, you say the nickname on the home jersey, and then because you're on the road in a different city, you have the city name across the front. But um, yeah, I it's uh, I don't know. It's just not not to say that. You know, I'm mad that they changed the name. Like, I'm pretty indifferent about it. It doesn't really bother me that much. But it is kind of sad to know that, like, the baseball team, as I knew it, that I grew up rooting for, is changing forever. Right. Um, and we'll see. You know, I might, when I see them wear the uniforms that say Guardians on it, you know, I might like it. Uh, I like the story of the name, uh, you know, with the city and the and the bridge and everything, it's a little played out in the city because it seems like everybody does something with Guardians. But, you know, it could be fun. I just – I'm never going to get over how bad that logo is. Just I'll, I'll never get over it. I'll say this. If they come out and win next year, <sighs> I think that'll put to bed a lot of people who complain. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, the the a lot of the reason why the people are complaining a lot is because the Indians now have not made the playoffs in three years and have seemingly progressively have gotten worse. Um, you know, next year could be a bounce back year for them because they have a lot of young talent that's uh, that's coming up, and you know they could be better next year. And like you said, if if they come out hot and they win, like everybody's gonna love everybody's gonna love the new name and everything. Be like, oh, it's good luck. We changed the name. We might actually win the World Series this year. But I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see. So, well, I think that about does it. Uh, Is there anything that sums up life as an Ohio sports fan in the off season better than we'll just have to wait and see? Oh God. <laughs> well, it's better. It's better than it's better than the usual uh, death march to the end of whatever season we're in, where we're saying wait till next year. Exactly. So at least there's mild optimism, right? Hey, we got lots of optimism with the brownies right now and the McMuffins, mm-hmm. the McMuffin Mafia. McMuffin Mafia, which you, uh, which you so, which you so kindly coined that we use uh, in our live tweets uh, during games. So uh, we went from the for kickers. It's what I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> the Parky Posse and now the McMuffin Mafia. So 
Hey, you, McMuffin. But uh, <coughs> anyway, uh, Hoff, we appreciate you uh, joining us uh, tonight uh, from down there in uh, Columbus. Thanks for the, the beer recommendation, the top five draft recommendation, and uh, educating us a little bit on the upcoming Blue Jacket season. Uh, we appreciate it. Let's do it again uh, soon once we get into the Blue Jacket season. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe one of these times we can actually get you in studio for for a show. That would be wonderful. That'd be fun. All right. So uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Jordan the Hoff. Just one word: Jordan the Hoff. No underscores, no dashes, no anything like that. Uh, is that two F's? Two F's, right? H O F F. Jordan the Hoff. Uh, and then you can follow us on social media at the L O T L podcast and check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on, well, I'll be back with the post game show, gents, on Sunday as we get ready for Browns and Vikings uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, hopefully, another Browns win, but uh, win, lose, or draw, we will be there and uh, we'll put it, put on a show. Uh, put a show out. Put on a show. I, okay, it's time to end. <laughs> it's entertaining, so. Yeah, yeah uh, so anyway, yeah, f- uh, I'm Dan, here with the two Jordans. Uh, you've been listening to Living Off the Land, episode 180, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya.